Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the weekend. Another edition of housing information you can trust right here with the Inside Outside Guys on News Talk 760 WJR. We are excited to be here for you this morning for many reasons, right, partner? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the sun's shining, and, and actually for the first time in like my lifetime, Michigan's in the Big Ten Championship tonight, so that's exciting. That's huh? not true. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I know. True. I in your know. lifetime, heck, I mean... You've seen about every win they've ever had in your lifetime. I saw so Newt old. Rockney play. That was Notre <laughs> Dame. Newt Rockney, is, and he's turning over multiple times in his grave over this last week with what Brian Kelly did, but let's not uh, talk too much about that, right? No, we'll just rejoice in the fact that it's 7 exciting p.m. tonight. Stuff. It's going to be an exciting stuff. game. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to be fun. And it's one of those things where, you know what, I uh, – I just, I don't know. It, it almost has a carnival atmosphere to it. It's pretty cool. It was fun to watch them do what they did last week, and I'm looking forward to the same thing happening again tonight. Good stuff. So what are we going to do on the show today? We got a bunch of uh, things yep. going on, right? Yes, we do. We're going to speak to Mark from Getter Grip. You know, we've, we've tried forever on the inside-outside guys to get a good reglazing company. And we haven't been able to find a good reglazing company forever. And, and the problem is that so many of these, these guys just, you know, one guy in a truck. And if you get something wrong, you okay, never mind, moves on to the other one. And we get we get so many emails about this kind of stuff because there's so many DIY kits out there that you can buy at any big box store that you and I, you know, bottom line, we're not fans of it. Um, now, are you talking about glazing your eyeballs? Say again? You're talking about glazing your eyeballs or? I'm glazing bathtubs. Sorry oh, about that. Glazing oh. Bathtub. oh, oh, I'm sorry, Chuck. Gosh, gotta, gotta reglazing bathtubs, but they do much, much more than that. So we don't want people to DIY it. Um, some of the old beautiful, well, the, Crawf, the, the Clawford tubs. Is that how yeah, you the claw footed. Yeah, claw foot tubs. So many of those are still out there, but over time, you know, that, uh, that finish comes off. It gets washed off. A lot of times where the people's feet are, or a lot of times you'll see it where the water comes out of, uh, out of the spigot where it hits the tub. It'll just start to, to, the finish will wipe away and get a grip, can refinish it, refinish it right, put a warranty behind it. And they just do beautiful work. Here's a name from the past for you. Comet Cleanser. How many grandmas and moms used Comet Cleanser on those beautiful finishes and ended up messing them up? You are right. Yeah, and not just that, but so many other acidic stuff that's out there that messes them up. Yeah, you're right. Good point. And Good abrasive. Point. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So that'll be coming up at 1030 and people can call and ask questions. But they also do, you know, tile and they do um, countertops, countertop stuff. And they actually, actually refinish cabinetry. And we'll talk about that as well. That's going to so be fun. Mark from Get a Grip coming up at 1030. Hey, you know what? We've got Dave uh, Rieger producing us. I wonder if we should get his input on the big game tonight, because this could be a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? Mr. Rieger, are you with us? Can you hear us? I can, but I can. I can. Can you guys so hear me? What What's your call, David, on the uh, game tonight? I'm pretty confident that uh, Michigan will not only win, but they will cover tonight against Iowa. What I will covering me? Uh, I think they're going to win by more than 11, uh, more than 11 and a half. So I think they're going to win by uh, 12 or more points. Ooh. I'm pretty confident that Michigan's going to have no problem with Iowa, uh, tonight in Indy. Huh? Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm not a betting man, except in, in life and children and business, <laughs> <laughs> really, but. I honestly, if if I had to place a bet tonight, I think I agree with Mr. Rieger. I, I, if Michigan comes out anything like they did last Saturday, I really believe, even though they're playing a good team, that they're capable of covering that spread. That's so. the that's the one thing. If I had any doubts, the one thing is, I don't know that Michigan can get to the emotional high that they were at against Ohio State last week. So as long as they guard against that emotional letdown, they definitely have enough talent to, to I feel, uh, push Iowa around and, uh, and win fairly easily. All right. You're going to be with us tomorrow, Dave, so we I can will be uh, either say you're prescient or not. You got it. I'll be here. <laughs> so I got a question for half of the state. 
All right. Okay. The half that likes green, your half. Maybe yeah. Mr. Mike Stoskoff in particular, you know, is how much he loves his uh, Spartans. And, and you know he listens to us. Oh, I do. I do. Um, where would they rather be right now? You know, because I, so many times last year, last year when State came into Ann Arbor and won, so many people were like, as long as we beat Michigan, as long as we beat Michigan, okay, you beat Michigan. Are you happy where you are? Or would you rather be where Michigan is at? I guess based on expectations – and living in a household that uh, bleeds, you know, green, uh, I'd say we're thrilled to be where we are. I mean, nobody expected a 10-win season, much less the opportunity for an 11-win in a bowl game. What kind so, of cop-out answer is that? Well, you know what? I mean, it's it, I, I'm a realist. You know me. Uh, so, I mean, I just I think it's awesome that Michigan is where they are because I've also been a Michigan fan all my life too, you know, and it's just, it's just really cool to see that they've gotten over those couple hurdles here and they have a chance to take it all. It's just cool. I I love it. They really do. And I love it too. I, 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 like what Dave was saying, I'm just a little bit nervous because Michigan's let us down in the past. And I think next year is going to be a fun, fun, fun year. We're talking about a company that doesn't let people down, Chuck, and actually gives back. Talk about covering the spread on every job. If you want a roof done well and right, you want Kearns Brothers Roofing. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, Later on, we're going to be taking your phone calls at 888-654-4897. We're going to talk to Greg in just a second on the other end of the line. I want to remind you, during the show today, uh, we'll be talking about our article yesterday in the Detroit News in the Homestyle section on uh, homeowner associations. Uh, Some really good history there, some good updates on where they stand today. If you live in a subdivision, you're going to want to read that article so we'll be chatting about that at 1030. We're going to be talking to Mark from Get a Grip, and he's going to have some great suggestions on perhaps uh, re-beautifying that old bathtub, shower, bathroom countertop, uh, even the sink in the bathroom. Uh, he's got some really good product and tips, so we're looking forward to that at 1030. But right now, let's talk to Greg on the other end of our line. Greg, how are you? Good morning, you guys, Mr. Positive. Hey. Thank you. If you get a chance, I need some prayers. Not feeling well. Um, just going through a lot of health issues. But uh, think of Mr. Positive and uh, good thoughts. Um, you know what? You keep the positive thinking, and we will do the same, and I guarantee you I, you'll get some results, buddy. I thank you. Um, the U of M game real quick. I am so excited. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, do you think that uh, – I just stepped away from the radio, but do you think they have a chance? I, you know what? Dave Rieger thinks they're going to cover, and Chuck not being a betting man and anybody uh, not being someone people should listen to regarding this stuff thinks they're going to cover as well. I think they have the capability. I think they have the talent. Uh, you know, my big fear I expressed to Ken this morning is I said, I'm hoping they don't overcoach the players. Let them go out, play loose, do what they do, and I think we're all going to have fun watching it. So do I. And, I mean, here's the thing. They're definitely upbeat because you know who they beat. Yeah. Um, and the question, uh, i got to ask you, what is the ideal temperature to keep a water heater at? You know, I was looking at if that when we case, were on break. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. If there's such a, 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 an ideal temperature. There really isn't. Um, there's just so many things. You know, we talk about uh, in an article months ago about cold water sandwiching, for instance. The... Uh, length of pipe between where the water heater is and the point of use and you've got this piece of water that gets cold Um, you've got constant heat loss through the water heater literally into the pipes that both come into the unit and exhausted if they're not insulated and then you also have issues like the age of the unit um, the efficacy of the unit is the bottom of it coated with calcium and other minerals such that it's not you know, it's, it's turned to 140, but it's effectively producing 127 degree water. And then you have situations in newer homes or remodeled homes with the anti-scald devices um, and mixer faucets that, you know, may determine the actual temperature at point of use as much as what comes out of the unit itself. So what we tell people is this, sorry, long answer, Greg, um, set, it, set it at around 120 degrees. 
and then see okay. how it serves you at your typical and primary points of use. You know, the kitchen sink would be one, the master bathroom sink and shower would be another, maybe the kid's bathtub if you're, you know, a parent with young kids. And then just slowly increase it if it doesn't serve you well in that regard. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you very much. And please, everybody, believe in the magic of your dreams. We will lift you up in prayer, Greg. Thanks for sharing that with us. Appreciate it. That's a great question. It's one we get quite a bit. We do recommend to people that uh, you buy the closed cell foam pipe insulation this is certainly a do-it-yourself project, at least for 15 to 20 feet of pipe. Um, if you have access to your water heater and just wrap that closed cell foam insulation uh, around the pipe, it's it's already split. I mean, it's a it's literally a takes a couple of minutes. You can lie about the effort you invested. It takes very little effort, um, but it'll uh, it'll save you some energy. It'll uh, minimize some of the cold water sandwiching. And put it on both the supply side and the exhaust side uh, of the water heater. It'll actually make a difference um, in both directions, uh, assuming the heater is served by copper or even old uh, metal pipe. So hopefully everybody took something out of that. Tomorrow, Ken and I have challenged each other to come up with at least five really good Christmas gifts for the uh, do-it-yourselfer at home. I know what mine are, and I'm looking forward to sharing them with you. So we'll see if, if Ken can come up with some reasonably intelligent ones. I'm going to challenge him on that. Yesterday, in the Detroit News home style section of, of the paper, we had an article on homeowner associations. And talking to people like Jeff Glover, Realtor, and the issues that crop up in land transactions today, uh, there are so many, so very many. Something as simple as the situation where you uh, buy a home in a subdivision that you think um, keeps you protected from neighbors parking commercial vehicles in their driveway and RVs in their driveway and building pole barns in their backyard. But then you realize that because there was never a firm homeowners association formed in your um, little piece of suburbia there, that they lost their right to enforce some of the homeowner rules by non-enforcement. And that's one of the things we discuss uh, in the article yesterday. And having a really good realtor is a a, a good liability offset for things like that. And we just want to make people aware of it. Um, we also mentioned some kind of scary stuff that has happened over the last three decades in subdivision sites. A lot of jurisdictions, when a developer goes in and wants to develop a subdivision, made the developer donate a portion of the land to public parks uh, bike paths, jogging paths, playgrounds, those kinds of things. And in in many cases, what happened is the jurisdiction made the developer build those things, but the jurisdiction does not own or maintain those. They are actually what we call common elements that are owned and maintained by the uh, each homeowner in the subdivision. But here's some uh, terrible things that have happened. In In one case, some young girls were molested on some of those walking paths and the homeowner association, which means each individual owner in the subdivision uh, was sued and, and is at risk for damages in a situation like that. And the common element maintenance alone can be a huge issue where the jurisdiction used to take ownership of all the streets and curbs and gutters and easements in a subdivision, they've now made the builder build them to their specification, the developer, but retain ownership in the homeowner association. So each homeowner individually and the group collectively is now responsible for maintaining those streets, keeping the snow off them, keeping them repaved. Good article. Uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to look at it. I know my partner has made sure that that got posted to our website. Hey, the Beauchamp water tip of the week. Children need more water than adults. And unfortunately, 65% of kids 
drink too little water. Not only should they drink more water, but they should drink beautifully clean and pure water processed by Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us, having more fun than two people deserve. I guarantee it. We're going to be taking your calls after we take a call from a friend of the show that's got some really great product, probably some Christmas gift product, Ken. Oh, that's that's a really good one, Chuck. You know, we, we've, for years, we get so many emails, and we love your emails, and keep them coming, everybody. But we get so many emails about reglazing tubs. You know, taking a bathtub, especially the old cast iron bathtubs, out of a house is not easy. I mean, it's a big, big fix. And there's so many houses around Southeast Michigan that have those 1960s bathroom where it might be a pink or a, a sky blue tub with uh, the pink tile and the, you know, the, the bright, bright blue borders. Hey, that's coming and back, pal. I know. I've heard that. I've heard that. But, <laughs> but you know, it costs a lot of money to renovate and to tear all that out and put it. A lot of people don't have the time or the money. So they, for lack of a better word, they, they go to, they dump down to some DIY products and, and we don't like a lot of the DIY products for reglazing bathtubs and reglazing the showers for a couple reasons. One, you buy those kind of products, the, the, the professionals buy those kind of products from the professional retailers that have the better products that, that, that invest more into the, the research, research and development of those products and they can get the better products. Number two, people don't know how to do it correctly. Uh, they don't wash it at all. Um, they don't sand it down. They think, well, you want to put a sandpaper on tile? Well, yeah. Proper before, prep is such... Proper prep. Oh. You, you sand it down, but then you got to wipe that that dust off that you just sanded. And over the years, we have just seen too many DIYs fail. And then we haven't been able to find a good professional until we met Get a Grip. Uh, I think, I believe it was a home show in 2019. And at the Novi right. Home Show, we were so, so impressed with their product. We said, look, we started referring them the next day. So tell people, introduce our guest for us, buddy. Yeah, we've got Mark Kornack right now from Get a Grip, hopefully spending some time with us over the next uh, segment or two here. Mark, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Ken. Hey, thanks for taking some time out of, I'm sure, what is a busy season for you, because I got a feeling there's a bunch of people listening that are going to go, whoa, I didn't even know they existed. Tell people about Get a Grip. Hey, I want to, hold on, I want to do one thing real quick before he says that, because we're going to remember this at the end of the interview. We're going to talk about, on their website, they've got something called an instant quote on their website. So at the end of the interview, we'll tell people they can get a quote quick. So let's, let's hear more about Get a Grip. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, we, we generally are able to resurface almost anything in a bathroom or a kitchen. And uh, so the, the, main, the main things are going to be bathtubs and tile and countertops. Um, and, you know, we have specialty coatings for those things. The, as you were saying, Ken, I mean, generally speaking, uh, you can resurface something for about two two thirds less than replacement. So, you know, we're what we do is a very economical alternative uh, in in most situations without having to spend a fortune. And you know, when you think about the rooms we work in, bathroom and kitchen, you know, we all spend so much time in those. We look at those surfaces you know, every day, repeatedly, and. Uh, you know, some like there's uh, not complete knowledge out there that there's an alternative to ripping that out with a big price tag. You can you can get a new look, you know, by resurfacing for a lot less money. So, in a nutshell, yeah, that's what we do. Um, we I know we've talked before when I was on maybe nine months ago, a year ago. We we talked a lot about bathtubs and tile, and that's a porcelain coating that goes on there. What I and and I find like in Detroit and in the communities around here with older housing that there's more people do know about that. But it's funny you get out to newer suburbs, and you know I find like in Ann Arbor we're based over in Ann Arbor, the the knowledge of being able to resurface a bathtub is very low. I mean it's probably less than 25% of homeowners know you can even resurface your bathtub. 
you get to Detroit, and I think that the housing stock's older. There's a lot more of them, and people talk. So people know about resurfacing and reglazing more there. But countertops, you know, that's something where there is, in all the areas around here, not a high knowledge of it. So, you know, generally, we can resurface kitchen or bathroom countertops. It's 90 plus percent of the time we do it on laminate or formica countertops. And it's usually done because, you know, the colors from the 70s and before um, just are not popular colors with people today. And sometimes we've worked on newer countertops. But, yeah, that's something where there's just, you know, people don't have a great, uh, they don't know what can be done. So, you know, like we'll typically, there's different size kitchens and the pricing is kind of based on that. But a small kitchen laminate countertop, that job is likely under $1,000. And a larger one would be closer to $2,000. So, you know, you just can't replace it if you're going to, unless you're going to do it yourself, you can't even rip that off and install new laminate for that kind of price. No, no, no. Mark, that, that, ahead, to, there are a lot of people out there that just went, wow, I can get a new look countertop for $2,000 at the most. You and I did. Yeah, you and I did. <laughs> we want to make sure people um, go to your website and they can see why we're talking to you. They can see a lot of examples of your work on your website. These are beautiful. Sure. These are, are is beautiful work. Now, you, you mentioned laminate formica is you said it's 90 percent of your work. What if mm-hmm. someone what if someone moves into a house? They have a granite countertop. They don't like it anymore, but they don't have the money to replace it. Can you go over granite, existing granite? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've actually done a granite job before in a house that's probably close to a million dollar house in a very high priced community in the Detroit suburbs. And their situation was. Sometimes granite, when it's older, I think their house is probably 40 years old. They had like a black granite, but it had really gotten faded and scratched over the years. And they knew the price tag to totally remodel their kitchen because they also we ended also uh, ended up also repainting all their cabinets in there. But they they had kids. They thought you know. We're not going to, we don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars now. Let's just get it looking better and maybe 10 years from now. So, yeah, we've resurfaced granite before. It's, it's a little bit more expensive because the prep is a little bit harder. But um, it's the same coating as we put on laminate. It's just we have to basically double sand that with a higher grit because it's such, you know, granite's so hard that that's got to get roughed up enough so we get a good bond on it. Um, what we've even done more than granite is Corian. So or that's what I was wondering surface, about. But yeah. Corian's the <laughs> you know the big name brand, and uh, the one little niche aspect of that is you know Corian countertops typically also the sink is Corian. It's just one big unit. The countertop and the sinks and all all single unit. The sink, although it may be, or whether it's a double or single bowl. Oftentimes, it's a different color than the countertop, but it is the same material when they pour that. And we've found quite a few customers, we've done quite a few jobs where we'll just go in and resurface the Corian sinks because, you know, after 30 years, they get scratched up and faded. And people don't have an alternative to just make, you know, in a typical sink, whether it's a top mount or under mount, you can replace the sink without having to remove your countertops. With Corian, it's all one unit, you know, so it's um, we oftentimes have just resurfaced people's Corian sinks. Um, And, you you know, you guys know it's like the alternate, you know, so it's a several hundred dollar job versus they'd have to rip off the entire countertop because the sink is mounted to it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So and then a new sink is going to be a thousand dollars and a five. So it's going to be 500. Let me ask you something. Uh, well, we're going to be going to break. So we're going to ask you to stick with us, hopefully through the break, if you can. But Absolutely. the idea of the disruption too, how quickly you can get in and out compared to a total replacement. Yeah. So I give almost, some thought almost, to that, Mark, sure. if you would, during break, and we'll come back and bug you about it. Okay. You bet. 
We're talking to Mark Cornick from Get a Grip, and he's going to stick with us through the break, and he'll be right back. With good Christmas gifts, Ken. We got to pursue this. I like this. We do. We do. We first met Mark at the Novi Home Show, where we first met Window World many years ago, America's largest replacement installer and home of the lifetime warranty, even on broken glass. One of the many reasons we love window. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us in our continuing quest to bring you contractors and products that you can trust and that make your life easier. We've got Mark Cornack from Get a Grip on with us. He's been with us a couple of years uh, as a referral, professional referral. Mark, before we went to break, um, we're talking about the whole disruption thing. You know, part of the issue of tearing out countertops and replacing them is that people may see their kitchen or master bath disrupted for days or even weeks. How about with you guys? Yeah, it's that's one of the benefits of this as well. So at least 90% or roughly 90% of our jobs are done in one day and they need about 36 hours to dry and cure before you can use them again. So, you know, if we come in and do a job on a Monday, Certainly, Wednesday morning, you're ready to just start using everything again. Um, and, you know, if we're working in a, uh, let's say, a bathroom and we do a, a bathtub or a tile shower, you know, even though that needs the 36 hours to cure before you can use it, you still can use the rest of the bathroom. Um, and, and with countertops, you know, that's you just don't want to touch it or put anything on it for 36 hours. But. Right around that mark, you can go ahead and start putting things on there and get water on it. So it's it's uh, as minimally disruptive as as it it could be for something that's you know this transformative. How about for people that a lot of people today, Ken and I get a lot of emails on people air air pollution, don't want to breathe in any solvent chemicals and that kind of thing. How how, right. how does that work with Gitter products? Yeah, so. Our coating is not different. We call them coatings. They're basically kind of complex paints, but um, it's no different than what people are buying already done and bringing home so that it's, there's nothing hazardous there when it's dry. Um, when, when we're spraying, we generally we're spraying our coating on there. Um, and our guys who are exposed to it every day, you know, with that amount of exposure, you know, you, they need to take some precautions. So they wear masks, but, um, we, we bring a high volume fan in and, uh, you know, it probably moves 10 times as much air out of there while we're working. And it's, a it's a, it's a cylinder fan with a 16 inch flexible duct. So we'll exhaust it out a window or a door while we're there we're moving the heavy, you know, the heavy quantities of that. It's an unpleasant smell for most people, but I've had some customers say, well, I like the smell, but you know, generally it's folks don't like it. Um, and we keep that fan running just as long as we can. It's the last thing we'll pull out of the job so that the residual smell when we leave and it's now drying is, you know, as minimized as possible. Um, Maybe one out of 20 customers will leave the house when we're working. But, you know, if you just get to another part of the house, um, you can distance yourself from it. And we do things to just mitigate the unpleasant, that unpleasant aspect of it, you know. Good. You know, you know, Mark, you mentioned smells and Chuck and I have talked about this on the show before. What some people may be the most unpleasant smell is something that reminds someone of their, their childhood, you know, dad might've been a, a painter and that smell reminds them of their childhood. So it's unusual. Some people think it's a good smell. Some people don't. <laughs> so co um, countertops, bathtubs, showers, tiles, cabinets, because, Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I can think of now we need to get our kitchen remodeled. We need to get our bathroom remodeled but they know the price tag um, and they know how busy everybody is out there right yeah. now just to order the material. So you yeah. can basically come in. I mean, and there's a lot of nice kitchens out there. They just need a good facelift. And that sounds like that's what you do. Let's talk about cabinets. Then when you're done with that, um, let's talk about warranties on your products. Okay, sure. Yeah. So cabinets are probably the thing that it we do is not that unique about what we do. Cause there are a number of companies out there that can, 
repaint cabinets. Um, what, when we do cabinets, whether they're natural wood or they're a laminate type cabinet, we will pull the doors off and generally the drawer faces and we take them and we paint them off site in our paint room. Now, do, do you um, pull them off or do you unscrew them carefully? Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean. Chuck but knows yeah, I'm laughing. That's why you said that. And we take them to our paint room. That job takes longer because, you know, you got to break it down. You got to break, you know, break, unscrew and disassemble uh, right. things. So there's that. Then we take it off site. Then the the boxes, you know, the 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 parts that are attached to the walls, those have to be painted on site. So, you know, generally those will get um, prepped and painted, you know, in a day or two. And then kind of at the same time, we've got, um, we're working on the doors and the drawers in our paint shop. But that gets stretched out a little bit from our normal, we do a job in one day and we're out of there and done. Because once we paint those doors and drawers off site, we can't just handle them as soon as we're done spraying the new coating on them, we really have to let them sit for two to three days before we want to sure. handle them and transport them. Uh, so, you know, cabinets take usually from start to finish about one to two weeks, uh, which is an oddity for what we do. You know, it's in just, this day and age compared to ordering cabinets that might take six months to a year to get. Yeah. Yeah. And black and oh, white right, are, yeah. are coming back. So it's a great color to paint, paint these cabinets. So, what made you think of black and white? Well, they're coming back. A lot of you're seeing a lot of black and white cabinets. More, more so black now. White was a few years ago, but more so black now. So why not paint them? I mean, looks great. I've seen a lot. Is of, that what you're seeing, Mark? That a lot of people are are going to a color like that. Um, what we see on cabinets is kind of the, like maybe not the most recent popular colors, but what's been popular for like the last 10, 15 years, which is white and grays. That's, that's where most of, uh, you know, most of the color selection is for cabinets okay. for us. Yeah. Interesting. A couple of good yeah. birth tones there, right? And can you mention uh, something that's near and dear to our heart warranty? Yeah. 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 I mean, most, mo I say most, I mean, 90% of the things we do, we warrant the, you know, the exceptions, to us, warranting are items that have, have been damaged or have a prior aftermarket coating on it. And, and bathtubs are where we see it the most. So, you know, if you, you give us a 60-year-old uh, cast iron tub that's all original or you give us a 35-year-old steel tub all original, that, unless there's some significant rust, would would get a five-year warranty and you know the reality is that's the warranty the life expectancy of our job is you know it could go 20 years plus i mean get a grip's been doing this nationally for almost 25 years now and they've got plenty of jobs done in the early days that are still in good shape so you know um that's most most things get warranted with bathtubs when we go on a tub that's already been reglazed, you know, that we don't know for certain what that coating is. So when we're doing an original tub, we know what the porcelain is or the enamel. We know, you know, our product and our process. When we have an aftermarket coating on it, we don't know if it's an epoxy or an oil-based type thing. And uh, it's just harder for us to warranty because we, we have to strip off as much of that as possible but it all doesn't come off. I mean, some of it's so strongly bonded. Um, so maybe, but Mark, bottom yeah. line, because we got we're up against the clock here, but we got to get yeah. going. But bottom line, if you do it, you'll be able to tell them what the warranty will be before you even start the job. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yes, and sir. real quick, yeah. I want people to go to your website. Could you have that 24 hour instant quote? Make sure yeah. they get to that. They want to get an idea where the cost and then your phone number. I'm going to put that out real quick. 800. 290-6004. Mark Cormick from Get a Grip, Southeast Michigan. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Help educate us and our audience.
Uh, Thank you, you, Mark. You guys have good holidays coming up. God bless you, buddy. We'll talk more about you. And we want to remind everybody that we not only deal with professionals, but we deal with ethical, good people that give back to the community. And if you're looking for a company that meets all of that criteria and you need a new roof, you want to talk to Victor's Roofing. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Laughing and learning the Inside Outside Guys 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. It was a, a great interview with Mark from Get a Grip. And um, anyone, we, we say this all the time because I know a lot of people heard that and I got to get a hold of them. Go to theinsideoutsideguys.com. Just click on ask a question and say, who was your interview this morning? Uh, about resurfacing and we'll make sure to get you his number you know don't take any chances and try to write down when we drive so anyone that's been listening to the inside outside guys forever knows how much we love to get back and our, our team partners love to get back and i want to mention a great team partner motor city floors and coatings is taking donations uh, they're taking them from their their employees as they go out if you're going to have them just work your house but they're also taking them at their store in Novi in Grand River across from Suburban Collection Showplace. Um, they're taking donations of basically anything that would help people who are down on their luck. Um, coats, hats, um, deodorants, shampoos, anything like that. There's a list you can get there. You can go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. We shared their post on the things they're looking for. And once they collect all these before Christmas, they're going to donate them to our good friends at Great Centers of Hope and also um, Lakes Church Outreach Programs. So if you've got some stuff you want to donate, um, go take them to uh, Motor City Floors and Coatings on Grand River in Novi. Great Centers of Hope does a good job and they don't take government monies. You know, that's one of the things they, they're just totally self-subsistent, you know, and, and dependent on the charity and the well-being of people like Motor City Floors and Coatings, and of course you are a listener, so I appreciate you mentioning that. And, and you can't say enough about them because you're right, Chuck. They don't take government money because they don't want to be told what to do. Um, what a concept. One of, the, one, one of the big reasons, and they have helped tens of thousands of not only people um, who struggle with addiction, but homeless people. They get people into housing. They teach people how to Number one, live without drugs and alcohol. And then number two, how just to be a good person and to live and uh, be a productive member of society. So kudos to Motor City Floors and Coatings for doing that for Gray Centers of Hope. And uh, hey, let's take some phone calls at 88865. Let's talk to Joan and Royal Oak. Good morning, Joan. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys at w on WJR. Hi, glad I got through. I have a new toilet that was installed about two months ago on my second floor. So I don't hear it all the time, but when I am upstairs, I hear it almost like it's a hiccup and the water kind of moves around. I call it a gurgling sound. It, it's, it, I don't know if that's normal or if there's an indication that something's amiss. Something's amiss. Thank you for your call, Joan. Have a good Christmas. Wait. Wait. No, I'm kidding. Wait. I waited too long to get in here. No, so God bless you. Happening. We appreciate what's it. What's happening with the toilet? What's probably happening is that it's losing a little bit of water, uh, you know, at the bottom of the, the water tank behind the bowl. If that doesn't seal perfectly, and sometimes new flappers, new toilets will take a while to seal oh. properly. But as, if it slowly loses water, you will hear a gurgle. You'll hear because air is coming in to replace it. Okay. And what do I do? Have a plumber come out and check that? Yeah. You might even um, lift the cover off the tank. Uh, uh -huh. There's a couple different setups you'll have in there. But, it, but no matter what you've got, you'll have a piece of rubber that seals against the opening in the bottom of the tank. Right, yeah. And you might just want to kind of lift that up. Rub your finger around there. Make sure there's no uh, residual uh, stuff, you know, from when they installed it. Um, okay. And then kind of drop it back in place and see if it seals properly. Sometimes I'll even take a little bit of Vaseline on the end of my finger. You can do this with water in the tank and okay. just rub it around the porcelain lip on the top of that opening. And sometimes that will allow the, the flapper to start to seal over time. But that tends to be kind of a firm rubber. And sometimes it just takes a little while to um, mold itself to the contours of the cast porcelain tank. Can I just take my fingers, my hand, and just kind of press it down 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're not going to hurt anything. And again, rub your finger around that edge and make sure there's just nothing in there, too. You're not going to hurt a thing. It's clean water. Yep. Okay. Can I ask one other question, please? Yeah. This is regarding my furnace. It's quite old, and it runs constantly. It hits the temperature that I have it set for on the uh, thermostat, but it keeps running, and it's cool air. Is that normal? Well, cool is a relative term. <laughs> They all run for a while after they've met the demand of the thermostat. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's actually an efficiency thing that they do. And, of course, moving air is going to feel cooler if that came out of the uh, combustion chamber at 120 degrees. By the time it comes out of one of your supply ducts, you know, it may very well be down to, to 68 degrees or 72 degrees or something like that. And you're yeah. 97, 98 degrees. So yeah. And, cool. and what will happen is as it continues to run for a few minutes, that air will be progressively cooler than it was when the burner was actually fired up. But it's supposed to do that. That's that's how they work. Okay. Uh, it's not a negative unless you're sitting directly over it in your bare feet. Well, I keep mine at 68 normally. Okay. Um, so it it just seems like it's running all the time lately. I've even turned the fan off, the auto and the That's on. That's what we were going to ask you. So you, you still are on, uh, you're on auto but not on, correct? Well, I've got it off right now because it okay. makes my air conditioner pour out cold air. I run out because I hear this thing just going hour after hour, and my electric bill is going through the oh. roof. Well, that certainly shouldn't be. Uh, get a tech out there. Call Sharon's HVAC or Royal Oak Heating and Cooling. Okay, I'll have somebody that. look at that. That's not right, Joan. Thank you. Thank you. Stay in touch Thank with us, okay? God Thanks, bless. Joan. Good job, partner. Hey, we're going to continue to take your calls when we come back, aren't we, Ken? We are. We're going to talk to Bill from Monroe. In the meantime, you need some electrical work, no matter how small. You need some switches chained out, maybe some plugs changed out, or you need a new standby generator. You want to contact Mike Bratcher and Bratcher Electric. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us, having a lot of fun here. We've got 45 minutes to take your calls, and we'd love to hear from you. I think we have Karina on the other end of the line. Are you with us, Karina? I am. Coming. Coming? <laughs> coming? <laughs> She's making us cookies. Yeah, right. I have a land phone, and I can't leave it. I have to stay by it. Okay. Let me ask you, are you familiar with the song by your name from the 60s? Um, the, the house, he says. No, a song called Corina. Oh, yeah, was... yeah, there was a song, and uh, also my nickname is Dolly. And when Hello Dolly came out, everybody, Hello Dolly'd me. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Satchmo. Well, hello, yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, um, oh, what's the gal's name? I can't think of her name. She's been long gone from the public eye now. Um, Carol Tanning, Carol Tanning. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, she, yeah. Got, she had a play down at the Fisher, the Hello Dolly play, and I got to go see that, too, so. The Fisher is our world headquarters, where our extraordinary producer, Dave Rieger, is handling things for us right now. Well, I would sure love to get down there and see the uh, Mannheim Steamrollers, but I have no one to go with, so, and I don't, huh. drive, don't drive by myself anymore. Anyway, so what can um, we help you with? Um, I have a toilet that won't flush unless I take the top off and stick my hand in there and pull up the spring. Um, I had a very kind neighbor who came over, and he used a very large paper clip, and he fixed it for me. Well, that lasted about three weeks, and it broke again. And I'm wondering, can that part be replaced, or can it be repaired, or should I? who should I call? Call one of our plumbers. Very easy, very and have job. them replace the guts inside that toilet. It's a no-brainer for someone that knows what they're doing. It's not a pricey thing to do. And, yeah, there's no point in you worrying about something like that. You can call Waterwork Plumbing if you'd like a phone number or Z Plumbers. What's, what's the second one? Would, Z, we'll do Z Plumbers. They're right in your neighborhood. So we give them a call. Do you have a pen handy? Just Z, the letter Z plumbers. Oh, Z plumbers. Yep. Okay. Okay, and the phone and number can, is. They can repair the um, part that's broken. They yes, can do anything having to do with water. Yes. Okay. 
you, All right. You know, thank you so much. Okay. You don't want the phone number? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's 800. Okay. 654. 654. 1300. 1300. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. Okay. Let's, let's go to Monroe and talk to Bill. Good morning, Bill. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Good morning. It's a pleasure. There's a song after my name, too. But anyway. Uh, I think there's more than one. Which yeah, way are you going, a Billy? Are, a lot of people are friends with Bill, too. Yeah, all right. <laughs> right. Hey, listen. Um, what, are the, what do they call those houses that were built in the 60s and 70s where the main living area is downstairs below grade and upstairs is the kitchen? Is that a split level, tri-level? Bi-level. Bi-level, split level, yeah. raised Bi-level. ranch was Bi-level. a popular okay. term. Yeah, okay, and it's well, funny. Some markets my, would not buy that house, and others you couldn't build them fast enough. Same with tri levels and quads. Really, I lived in a bi level. I loved it. It's a great house. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of square footage the for the money. It, yeah, the cold air is just pouring in through those windows that are below grade. Oh. And my 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 daughter and son-in-law bought the house just a few years ago, and the young family, tight budget like we all are these days. Uh, they are trying to find a company that will come in and replace just two windows. I've called some window companies on your site, and they either A, don't come to Monroe, or B, have a three or four window minimum. Do you okay. know of anybody that would come and, and, and help us out here? Let me ask you a couple of questions first. Um, sure. Uh, is, are these uh, front windows? In the... Well, they actually run along the side of the house along the driveway, and they're, they're and... huge windows. Okay. Um, and if there's other uh, means of egress down there, any reason they wouldn't want to make those a glass block window? Let's get it over with and not uh, worry about it ever again. Yeah, that that would be a yeah, that would be tough. If, I really don't know. I'd have to find out. But uh, that's okay. a, a lot, thought. A lot of people do do that in those and the levels and the lower level. Um, as long as another egress, people get out quick enough. Um, J and E is one that comes to mind, Chuck, on our website. Um, we Can have their number. Yeah, yeah they, we do. They do small jobs. I've got it right here. And I guarantee you, uh, Window World would come out there for a couple Window of uh, egress right. windows. J&E Installations. A couple of great guys. If you want the number, we can give it to you. Sure. Thank you. It's 800 295 6714. And again, Great guys. Jeff you, you'll love dealing with them. Right. And if you talk yeah. to Niles at Window World, I, I can promise you he would embrace the opportunity as well. And we can give you that number if you'd like it to. I would appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. It is 248 940 Okay. 1533. All right. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. And put the pressure on them. Tell them the inside outside guys told you to call and you need a trustworthy company. I will do that. Thank you. So thank you very much. God bless you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. I love when a dad cares about his kids. Hey, you know, you were talking about good companies with Motor City Floors and Coatings. If you want a gift for mom and dad or grandpa and grandma that will keep on giving and maybe give you peace of mind, you might want to consider talking to the folks at Barrier Free about some modifications to mom and dad's house or grandpa and grandma's house that will allow them to safely remain in the home and uh, hopefully more comfortably live in the home. Uh, barrier free can handle all of the universal design standards. So I wanted to throw that out there. No, that's, that's a great thing, Chuck, because people can get an idea of what they may, in, may need in the future as they age or their parents age and help them out that way and give them a list of at least what they're going to need. Right. Absolutely. And speaking of a more comfortable home, a great about, gift. Yeah. Great. Clean air. How about making sure warm air gets to that room that's too cold? Of course, the one answer you need to know for either of those is Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. Hey, if you like radio, you got to love WJR. True story. Why is that, buddy? Oh, I just, this is such a great signal. We are so blessed to have it. We invite your calls, 888-654-4897. Toilet doesn't flush, rain coming in. Hey, next 
Friday in the Homestyle section. Our article is going to address the five or six most popular questions you and I get regarding ice dams. You know, those have been a, uh, a hit or miss over the last few winters, haven't they? You're right. I mean, the, I remember back in 2013, the winter of 2013-14, which we all had just giant snow mounds in front of our house. How much play... We put a we put a Facebook post out uh, trying to tell people how to get rid of them themselves, and the phone lines, the internet, the Facebook went <laughs> crazy because people had such problems with them. And then I remember all that next spring and summer, people needed the repair work done because of how much damage they did to the insides of the house. You and I listened to a radio personality about that time. Oh gosh, maybe it was even two thousand nine or something who said, if you get an ice dam, you had a bad builder. And I remember almost gagging when I heard that. We saw in the year you just alluded to, I think every building out there, commercial, every. residential, had, had ice hanging from it. You had a building by the corner, not far from your house, off the expressway, that was yeah. a steel sloped roof that had a sheet of ice, literally eight feet from the roof, <laughs> down to the ground all the way around it it was like an interior wall it was quite pretty it was yeah but, it was beautiful yeah, by some but, measures but i wanted to go by there and say look i'll knock this stuff down for free do you know how much damage this is doing to your structure oh. i mean the oh. weight especially because we always tell people we want a nice overhang right well if you have a nice overhang and a, a two-foot overhang and you got a lot of weight up there that's that's pushing that's pulling that's pushing down it can be destructive on the roof line there yeah, be. so everybody kind of make a note in your books to buy the Detroit News next Friday, Homestyle section. I guarantee if you own a building in Michigan, you want to read that article. And pray for another good winter. Because yeah, baby. I got to tell you, you drive down a street in January and, and every house will have a uh, ice dam if we have one of those winters again. No doubt. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Let's go to... Brendan in Macomb. Good morning, Brendan. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Uh, hi, guys. How you doing? Good, bud. Great. What's going on? Um, yeah, I'm calling because I have a table saw. It's a Rockwell table saw, um, and it's it's three-phase, and I need to can have an inverter to be able to uh, off a single-phase 208. And I'm wondering uh. if you guys can point me in the right direction of a person to talk to. Um that could help me do that because I know it's a it's a technical question, but I am not sure which uh, avenue to go down. Yeah, so you want to actually have somebody convert the saw? It's boy, you've got a beautiful saw there. I'm jealous of uh, convert it so that you can run off other than three phase, right? Correct. Yeah, I know the folks at Bratcher Electric could certainly advise you in that regard um if it's got to do with the electricity they can help you um what was the name all... of that bratcher mike bratcher his son eric they are just uh, truly if it's got to do with the electricity them and the and the folks out at royal oak if you'd like some phone numbers we can give them to you sure but I got to ask you before I, I'm going to hold these hostage. What are you doing with such a beautiful saw? Is that a commercial? <laughs> well, no, it, it was actually my mother's wood shop saw that they had parted out the, they sold the whole wood shop and then she went through and bought, she bought the lathe and the, uh, the table saw out of there. And now she's starting like a woodworking business. So we're trying to get her set up with a, a decent oh. shop that she can, she makes uh, like epoxy river tables and how cool and how big a blade oh, is on that kt kt woodworking is the is the plug kt ken thomas kt okay karen nice tully. karen tully okay good good deal another place you might want to call is a place called performance tools or at a pontiac they may have uh they, there's a guy that, that does repair he may he may know where to get it or have, give you an idea um Phone number is 248-742-7989. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate all your time. 
Good hey, luck. Let us know what happens with the business and the saw, will you please? We're jealous. Yeah, I will. I will call you guys back when we get her up and running. God Thank bless you, you. That's cool. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. I miss having an opportunity to use the heavy-duty stuff. I got rid of so much stuff years ago, and boy, there's nothing like a really good table saw. Do you regret getting rid of it? I do. I bet you do. You know, people who have that kind of stuff, there, there are too many people out there that have those kind of things that don't appreciate them now. Oh. You know, dad and grandpa appreciated them back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. But with the new technologies, I mean, some of the saws you can buy now are, you know, two, 300 bucks for a table saw. I you know, know. And, and the old ones, they were built solid, solid. Oh, you could do so many things. You could use molding blades and shaper blades and dado blades and cut perfectly, you know, in, in virtually any wood material, whether it was a natural hardwood or plywood. And I know people listening to me going, what, this guy's get kind of getting excited about a saw, but it just, it really is. <laughs> it's fun to have a good one. You know that. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know what? I've used so much. You know, to be a good contractor, you have to have the right equipment. That's just bottom line. Or to have a good, be a good handyman. You have to have the right equipment. It just saves so much time. Um, phone lines are open. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Chuck, the article that uh, was in the Detroit uh, News this past weekend about homeowners associations. Do you have a homeowner association where you're at? You know what? We don't. Uh, we, of course, we were initially set up for one. We were the third or fourth house in there. And uh, normally what happens, of course, when the developer um, sells so many lots, he, he then turns over the uh, association to the uh, people that have bought in there. And then it's up to them to formalize the, the process you know, set up insurance, set up a governance board, all that kind of thing. And a lot of groups like ours, where I am, just never bothered to do it. How about you guys? Um, same. We were set up for one. And I believe there's someone in our in our sub that would love to get one started. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, and would love to be the president as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a sticky situation for me because... I, I don't I like, you know, it, it's, it's one of these, you know, it's another step of government right outside your door who can tell you to do this and do that. And, and I have seen the sides of both. I have seen going to communities where I would go, Oh, I'd hate for that to be my neighbor. And that's, that's what these are for. Um, I got a buddy who was moving into a house one time and they had an association and literally he backed a trailer into his driveway as he's moving in full of stuff left and when he came back, there was a sticker on his door that said, we cannot store store trailers in our driveways. And he was and he literally in. just backed it in. Just moving. backed it in. Yeah. You know, so that's, yeah. Go that, ahead. I'm sorry. Because people do take, you know, they take advantage and they like, they like the power. Now, throughout my career, Chuck, I worked for a lot of management companies who did work at condominium associations. Right. Th those are a must. If you live at a condominium association, someone has to take charge there. Uh, they have to. Um and my end, it was, a, it was a pain because you worked for usually the company that was doing the work, the association, and the individual unit owners. So yeah. you almost had to answer to all three. And every time you went out, neighbors would come over and say, what about my place? What about this place? So we stopped doing that kind of work for those, for those people. And if we did, I'd make a specific, you're the one we answer to. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Yeah. You have to. And, and it can be brutal. It's funny, you're right. And we mentioned um, a few minutes ago, if you're in a, a situation like that, especially like in 2008, when you had a lot of changeover in subdivisions, people were losing their houses. You're right. Um, people that maybe couldn't have afforded to live there five years prior are now able to buy into it. And some things happened that changed the dynamic there. Maybe we'll chat about it, but we'd still like to have people's calls at 888 654 or eight nine seven. You know, a lot of big roofing companies like the Pro Home Improvement, they do work for these associations where they go and take an entire roof off a, you know, a twenty unit building, and put it back on, make them happy. They do it all the time. They right? do it all the time because they're good at what they do. They are. If you have a house, how? Excuse me, a case of the house uglies, we want you to call Pro Home Improvement. Welcome, Welcome back, back, everybody. everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Hey, buddy, remember, we got a challenge. We got to come up, each of us, with at least five good Christmas gifts for the uh, DIY person. 
tomorrow. I'd rather give five good Christmas gifts for dad. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but my kids don't listen to the show. Well, actually, one of them out in California is, I think, right now, she and her husband. So God bless them. <laughs> yeah, give them some hints. All right, good idea. I'm with okay. you. Okay. I'm with you. All right. 888-654-GUYS hey. equals 888-654-4897. Let's talk to Rich and Milan, please. Hey, Rich, you there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just like all oh, your girlfriends, he hung up on us. Yep, yep, yep. Rich said he had a Craftsman 1950 table saw. I think I may have had one of those. It was a... Uh, considered a portable saw it had a smaller uh, bed table and we actually back when i was younger could you know put it in the back of a truck fairly easily and it was a uh, remote motor belt drive craftsman and i'll tell you what that little bugger we got a lot of work out of it on the job sites i'm, I'm curious now it may have been that same vintage i also you- had a sears radial arm saw that we used to take on the job sites that weighed about 250 pounds I was going to say, you said they were portable. Portable to who? Portable you know to what? A that was such guys. a relative term back then, wasn't it? When yeah, you it really young was. And stupid, you'd lift anything. Oh, you're absolutely right. It really, really was. I don't even know. Can you buy a good radial arm saw? I'll tell you what. That radial arm saw, a cheap one is is junk. Right. But a good radial arm saw is another one of those tools that you can just do so much with. You got to go into some of the old lumber yards will still have one you know, in the back end where they're, you know, making, doing mill work. Um, I wonder if man's lumber, they probably do. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. Probably uh, do. But I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to have somebody take you back and show you some of that stuff, and especially watching those babies work, they are, oh, they're sweet. Oh. <laughs> 888-654-GUYS, give us a call. You know, Chuck, one thing I really want to stress to people going in the wintertime, if you can't, and a lot of people can't, clean their gutters, clean their downspouts. You, we, we talked about ice dams. If you want to be almost assured to get ice dams, then don't clean out your gutters. Don't make sure your downspouts are cleared out because, you know, that will just plug it up right down at the bottom, add so much weight to your gutter system. It's very important. Someone gets up there and cleans out your gutters right now. Why it's decent outside. Contributory negligence. Ooh. Uh, un- unlike, um, designed obsolescence (laughs) (laughs) actually that that is a great tip and it's one of the things you know everybody can read about next friday in our uh, article in the homestyle section hey i've got another good tip for you and and it's interesting i had a list i told you of laundry tips you and i both are the guys that vacuum our floors and scrub the ceramic tile and and do do laundry. laundry uh and make no apologies for it. I've been making a mistake, I do believe, in using almost exclusively cold water. I read a challenge that if you wash your clothes in cold water and then take them out of the dryer, put them in a warm water salute, just warm water, and work them a little bit, you'll see suds, which means that the soap had never been activated in the cold water cycle and it was still in your clothes. And I, I thought that was a really interesting thing. Not hot water. Wash your clothes in warm water to fully activate the soap. You could get me going on a whole nother segment, pal. You really could, whether it's a, a washing machine or, or a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, you're, I know what that look is. Here's Take another it. one for you. What's that? You know that vodka that you can't figure out what to do with at home? <laughs> I never realized I can. <laughs> I found out that costumers, people that do costumes, you know, for TV and, okay. and movies and all that kind of thing, they literally will put cheap vodka in a spritzer bottle. And if you've got clothes that are otherwise clean, but maybe kind of stinky, you know, someone wore them for a few hours, you know, but they really don't need to be laundered. If you spritz them, with vodka, it'll kill any virus, any bacteria, and it'll just evaporate. <laughs> well, it is alcohol, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you can take the straw out of the bottle and put a spray nozzle on it instead. 
I thought that was fascinating. The little tricks that people come up with for that was the like inside that. guy, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure people know that. No, you know what you say. I, I do a lot of laundry and I'm always washing in warm or hot water. But one thing I really know, yeah, one thing I really noticed about our dishwasher, you pull a dish out, you know, my like my wife likes those little pods that you can put in, which I don't. Yeah, a lot of people love them. Yeah, but give it an extra wash, in my opinion, because with the new dishwashers that use so much less water. You can pull the dish out, put it under the sink, and still feel it. I know, still I feel it on, on the dishes. I hate and, that. and if you put food on there, you're eating some of that. There's no, you're ingesting it. There's no two it's ways like about the old it. Teflon pans that where the Teflon coating disappeared after you used it about six times. Then you started to develop a tick. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot about me. Yeah, right. Right. No, same thing. You know, with the dog dishes. I read somewhere years ago with dog dog dishes, if you do not wash them on a regular basis, they you, can develop cholera and they say a lot of people who don't do that they have cholera in their dog dishes so it's very important to wash your dishes out whenever i give my dogs new water i put it just takes a second i know you know because whether it's soap or whatever you want that slime off there you want that layer that sticks on clothes or whatever what you said makes perfect sense hey Although, another good thing would you, do you wash your use, cold? i'm sorry do you use uh the dryer sheets Nope, never. I don't either. Never. never. No, they say it actually puts a coating on your clothes that makes them harder to clean. And it's a chemical against your body every time you wear that clothing. Uh, another good tip that I thought was kind of neat is to throw tennis balls in the clothes dryer when you put your towels in there. It'll fluff them up more and they'll actually be better at doing the job of drying you when you take a bath or shower. And one other thing, when you put towels in the washer, you don't need a giant cycle for towels. Most towels are used to clean off a clean body or dry off a clean body. So there's no reason to put it on the same cycle you put your jeans in or the stuff you're outside. I put mine on a very light cycle. I mean, listen to you and I talking about laundry. I put mine on a very light cycle, dry them real quick, reuse them. You know, you mentioned the jeans. Because they also say, I used to make this mistake for years. I'd throw, I'd throw everything in, right? Yep. My t-shirts, my jeans, my car hearts, socks. And they say, you know, uh, clothing like jeans or, or the Carhartt material will actually abrade and kind of tear apart uh, like t-shirts or the polo shirt that you threw in with it and destroy sure. them and shorten the life of those products. So it's one of those things you're better off kind of separating those heavy uh, fabrics from the lighter ones and doing separate loads, which I started to do. Yep. So going into the, the heating season, everyone, make sure your air is clean in your house. Take a look behind your dryer. Just make sure it's venting properly and uh, run your dryer with just for a second without the lint trap in. Clean it out, run it with it, run it without it, and get that lint and that line cleaned. Good show, buddy. Yes, it was. We're going to be here tomorrow with our suggested Christmas gifts for the do-it-yourselfer or maybe dad. Great job, Dave Rieger back in the studio. We appreciate it. Okay, don't forget everyone during the week, the InsideOutsideGuys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Hey, everybody, stay safe. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.